G'day punters, welcome to the Sydney Review Show. We're talking about the Golden Rose, the weekend's racing from Rose Hill, and we'll be jumping into some of the punting form data as well. But to start the show, Mark Sheen, there's been a couple of trials this morning. Have you had a look at either Nature Strip or G-Traff? Uh, yeah, Nature Strip uh, came in a little bit slower again, so he did draw out wide and uh, maybe jagged him back, but he did look about a neck slow out of the barrier, which is a bit of a concern. Uh, Gitra um, ridden up to lead, looked like he was having a good look around, had the ears pricked and uh, he was pushed out, but um, I think he had probably a couple of lengths up his sleeve. Look, Nature Strip got back and then was hard held, but that uh, start is starting to be probably a little bit of a worry. Um, um, in in the in the race on Saturday, depends where he draws, I suppose. Yep, absolutely. And uh, speaking of Saturday, just gone. How'd you fare on the on the punt? Uh, yeah, I could have handled it better, but uh, I, I managed to just uh, have the nose in front. Uh, unfortunately, I was on Mars Crusader at evens in the last, so uh, I was feeling for a rope and uh, a big cliff. But um, just kept looking there. Should I lay this back? Should I lay this back? Unfortunately, I didn't. Um, Subpoenaed was okay and got a couple other races right, but a couple others wrong as well. Mark Roden, you've spent a bit of time in the bookies ring holding the bag over the years. Uh, days like Saturday, how do you celebrate after the races? Is it caviar and champagne or is it a bit more than that? Uh... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a bit sickening um, when you get a set of results like that. The bookies stand around in the betting ring after the, after the last telling each other what geniuses they are. I mean, the results are falling their way. But... <laughs> But yeah, it was um, yeah. All those on paper good things went over. It was a, a tough day for the punters for sure. Rob, there was one good thing that lobbed in race four, and that's where we'll start the gloaming stakes. Can you just run me through uh, what you told some of our subscribers about this winner love tap? Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I might be overrating this thing, um, but to me, it looked like the best staying um, three-year-old I've seen by 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 a long way. And um, yeah, I just said just just back it for for the VRC Derby. Sadly, I forgot about the the Spring Championships, but um, I just think it can win the Derby. Um, and yeah, maybe I'm underrating like a horse like Mwanga as he's a bit of a lightly framed type. But this is um, uh, a big, strong staying tight um with a great attitude and and it looked like it had a bit of condition to come um thought thought it uh yeah re really really impressed um and i didn't expect it to lead like that and win um anyway it was a fast run tempo they've gone 3.3 lengths fast for the class sixth best performance on the day on the punning form data rob so uh that's a pretty handy performance there uh mark shan your impressions of this winner of the gloaming yeah, I've uh, really liked his wins at the uh, the country track at Goulburn. Um, I think barrier one was the worst barrier that he could have drawn because he's been slow at every start and all his trials. And I think he was worried about getting trapped back uh, in the field. So he made a lot of use of him uh, in the early stages. And um, I think you'll find he'll be ridden a little bit more conservative in the spring champion. And, uh, you know, he's going to uh, really lap up 2,000 metres. This horse has got a beautiful long stride on him. And I think this was just a learning curve for him on Saturday to be ridden up out of the barrier and get up on the speed. Mark Roden, where do you have this three-year-old in terms of overall rating so far for the spring? Um, not not through the roof, but um, considering he's going to be in the staying division, he's certainly good enough and obviously <clears throat> deserves to be ruling favourite for the spring champion. Uh, the Victoria Derby market looks very, very open at this stage, um, but he's obviously heading that way and will be right in it, I think. 
Yeah, the, um, he did half miss the start on Saturday. I'm convinced that um, leading wasn't plan A at all. And he, um, when he half missed the start, Nash gave him a bit of a kick, and he's such a big, strong, you know, big striding sort of horse. He half took hold of him and, and sort of towed him to the lead, and that's where they ended up. And yeah, I totally agree. I think we better um, just off the off the speed for sure. I think this horse Favreau uh, might be a VRC Derby horse. This was his first start in Blinkers. He's been lost in a couple of races at Kembla. And even on Saturday, he just lost the plot there at the 600 metres. But he was finishing the race off very strongly late. Um, maybe 2000, the spring champion might even still be a bit short for him. But once he gets to even a lot of the Geelong Classic or the VRC Derby, if he makes it that far, I think he'll be really coming into his own once he, he gets over those trips. He's uh, certainly in the right stable for young stayers too. Absolutely. Rob, what did you think of Favreau? Uh, remind me what number? Uh, it would have been uh, number uh, 10. Number 10. Uh, uh, missed the numbers. I had um, seven from Bucharest. Um, and then, you know, I was, I was looking for a fourth horse here. Uh, I, I thought there was only three kind of half decents, and he was like miles in front. So um, I think I thought, I thought it was a pretty, pretty weak race. Um, and this thing looked head and shoulders. So uh, I can't tell you much about Favreau, sorry. You're, you're starstruck by the by the winner. Yeah, man, that that was it. I was just I was just like, wow, wow, wow. Who, who is this? And then I looked at the oh, it's a dollar seventy. Oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll jump into race five, the Heritage Stakes over eleven hundred meters. Wild Ruler uh, returned first up. Good performance. Uh, good late splits to to hold off Destination, which uh, I, I guess we may as well talk about Hugh Bowman. He's only riding. Uh, this Saturday, and then he's heading down to Melbourne. He doesn't want to ride in Everest. He wants to win a Melbourne Cup. Rob, uh, you heavily back destination, along with me. Uh, your thoughts? Look, it, it lined up on our data, and a bit like the previous race, I thought it really stood out in the yard here. So when it, when I saw it, it was the top of our sheets. I was uh, keen to play, um, and more than that, I, th I thought the the favourite, uh, the one uh, I remember it as a two-year-old, and and uh, maybe parading a little bit more relaxed than it did. It, it looked forward. It, it looked looked, but it looked didn't look like a three-dollar shot. It looked like destination was the three-dollar shot from the yard, and and it was sixes. So um, yeah, I, I just watched the um, the stewards footage this morning I, I don't know why I've done it to myself but I, I have and um, to me it looks like there's a gap there opening up um, inside the winner and Huey kind of switches around here and goes outside the winner and it's like he doesn't expect to get that close um, on the line as the horse is really really um, e eating into the margin the last little bit so um, you know I think we run this race 10 times and um you know, I, I think it's at least a 50-50 between um, the, the winner and, and the second horse. Mark Sheen, what's, what's your thoughts on Hugh Bowman opting for Melbourne as opposed to Sydney for the remainder of the spring? Um, yeah, well, I'm not sure what uh, rides he's got uh, lined up, so maybe he's got um, some some good books coming up uh, down there and uh, on the chance of getting on some, some better chances. I don't know, so mm. I'm not exactly sure what he's got lined up. Uh, look, I think Wild Ruler... Um, did get a bit fizzy in the yard, but he looked like that at the trials on Monday, so maybe that's in his makeup. Um, and I think he did blow. He did come in quite strongly in the ring, and then he did get the blows there late uh, on Betfair. Um, so I think it's parade. Uh, Destination certainly did parade well. Of the others, well, Six Gun's got a few tricks up his sleeve, but hit the line okay. But I think the first two were the ones to follow. Mark Roden, is that the way that you saw it on the weekends? Yeah, I, I ended up on uh, destination two. I, I had the um, the three in the market all pretty close together. On destination, ended up 
clearly the uh, best price of them. I am um, ended up on on him. Um, yeah, he was a bit. St- I mean, I, I don't want to. I, I don't think this is one you hang Bowman for. It was like a. It was a very 50-50 decision he had to make there, and perhaps he didn't think he was going uh, going as well as um, the horse ended up performing. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but it did look a little bit stiff, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, very strong final 200 metre split as well there by destination. So no doubt it'll be one that many people will be following next start. Race six on Saturday was the Shannon Stakes over 1500 metres, the Group Two. And uh, I am Superman lobbed in a perfect spot. It was just a dominant ride on a very slow tempo, on five lengths slow to the 600. And in the end, it was just too strong for Riadini and looks like Elvis. So the on-speed horses clearly dominated that race there. Uh, Rob, I'll start with you. Just give us a, an overview of uh, a couple of these chances from the yard and anything that you thought might improve. Mm, um, look, I, I missed uh, I Am Superman. Uh, it did parade really well. Um, I, I think I, I said hard to beat, but um, I was looking for something a little bit wider. I, I, I got stuck on the um, the Queenslanders. Uh, I, I thought that the tie zone looked, looked you know, just about at top, so maybe we can bin him this prep as um, I can't see where the improvement's coming. Um, Nickanova, um, he's a he's a bit more rangy style of horse. I kind of kind of liked him even a little bit more. Um, probably as you're saying with the, with the data, he hasn't had a chance to really run on. Um, I haven't looked at this race um, too much as I think that they're, they're pretty bloody average uh, horses. Um, a bit like the uh, Probabil race the week before, which um, Lara Main got retired from. So I did predict that. Um, <laughs> look, yeah, it's 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 yeah. There's there's not much there. Riadini's only a little pony of a thing, you know. I think people get excited about him, but I'll be taking him on wherever he goes. Um, any else you want me to mention uh, forgettable bunch yeah that, that's that's completely fair uh, mark sheen are you going to be following anything out of this race no i think i think the ride won the race um he was a bit wide early and i'm superman but as you said he rolled into a beautiful position they pulled up mid-race and it was just in the right spot Reed Denny probably just hampered for a run there at the top of the straight and copped a whip over the head um some people were saying it was unlucky but i think the winner um, surged there late and probably had still a bit up the sleeve considering the soft run that he'd had. Obviously, the flashing light runs were Scarlet Dream and Nudge off the slow speed. They'll probably head towards the angst against Mares mm. at Ramick over a mile, so that'll be a more suitable assignment for them, I would think. Mark Roden, anything for yourself? It, uh, I guess the the race itself looked a little bit plain going into the meeting and it probably has turned out that way. Yeah, the horse with the best map, he, he mapped to get a, a good run on, on or just off the speed, and that's how it panned out. He kind of stuffed up, looks like Elvis, I think. Um, could have could have had the rail. He jumped very well. He could have had the rail if he wanted it, then didn't want it. Uh, wanted it. Clearly wanted to be in the running line, and then ended up three wide from gate three or something. It was bizarre. I don't know if it's cost him the race or not, but he... Um, uh, I don't know if that every chance. It's been a bit luckless, this prep. I don't know if I want to just um, keep chasing my money with him, but, um, yeah, just thought the ride was a bit funny there. Okay. Oh, and just on Scarlet Dream, um, Rob, you, you're aren't you of the view that it's a fresh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, she, look, she looked a little, little bit, bit heavy to me. Um, okay. I, ha- I have backed her first up in the past, and and um, I did have a, a, another look at her, um, but I just thought she, she was a bit, bit heavy, and um, so, maybe ne- next start. So yeah, so this prep, we can expect improvement second up, which hasn't always been the case in the past. Yeah, you, you can expect it, but you know, mares until they do something and find a better form, it, it's it's hard to be you know too sure about anything. But she's in a new stable now, so it might be a different training. Yes. Good, point. Well, so. Good point. Who, yes. Who's she with now? 
She's with Hawks now, but she was with Mark Newnham. Oh, there we go. Hawks' horse, heavy first up. That's that's the pattern I've noticed. Okay, we'll jump into the main event, which was the Golden Rose over 1,400, the Group 1. In terms of the speed for the class, they have gone six and a half lengths fast to the 600, which is very fast. If you take the adjusted figure and compare it from race to race, they've actually gone one length faster than what they went in the run to the Rose. And on this occasion, Rothfire, obviously the short favourite, it's pulled up with a couple of little issues afterwards as well. Um, there was clearly no match for Old Kirk and North Pacific late, who just recorded big figures. Uh, no surprise, they were the, the best figures on the day produced in this race. Uh, the top two, uh, Old Kirk and North Pacific, fighting out for first and third on the podium of the overall figures. Rob Scurry, run us through how the horses paraded in the yard for the Golden Rose. All very, very well, as you might expect. Um, yeah, I, I kind of landed on um, Peltzer because this is the first time I thought he um, uh, didn't sweat up, didn't jig jog, just walked around really well. And I just thought, map, he might be able to run a hole. But I was also tossing up, you know, I, I was a big scathing on King's Legacy first up. I said he'd mm. run last and um, he really improved and um, walk, walked much better. So, um, yeah. North Pacific, I don't know how I backed, didn't back this horse. I, I backed it every start this prep. Um, he looks sensational, holding condition really, really well. Uh, and the winner, um, yeah, looks like a proper 1,400, 1,600-metre horse. Um, maybe a little bit of improvement to come, but very close to pr top, paraded really well. Uh, nothing wrong with Rothfire pre-race. Uh, looked really alert, walked really well. Um, I think I think it's out for a year, Pete. Um, it's done a sesamoid or, or something, and um, yeah, it's you'll be lucky to get back to the races. So um, that, that's a bit sad for for, for racing a little bit. Um, it's, it's a good horse, and um, yeah, look, there's a couple of other ones outclassed, but I, you know, I, I thought it was uh, one, two, four, five, seven um, were, were my numbers, and um, yeah, to not get a result on the race, I was I was a bit dirty on myself. Mark Sheen, obviously the way the race unfolded, it wasn't going to suit Rothfire anyway. But uh, looking at Old Kirk and North Pacific going forward, there was a bit of talk over the last 24, 48 hours that Old Kirk might even end up in the Everest. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, I, I couldn't see him in an Everest. I think they'd be going to Caulfield Guineas for sure. Um, I think these are different sort of horses to the three-year-olds that ran last year. They, these are more the milers, in my opinion, um, Obviously, Rothfire has collapsed here in the race and uh, but set the speed up for the three at the back of the field and they've run one, two, three. So, uh, Old Kirk uh, had no luck in the size in Melbourne, no luck in the size in Sydney. So, he, it had proven 1,400 metre form and, of course, he's been placed at a mile as well. So, I think they'll be on the float to Melbourne and I don't think they would be Everest horses, in my opinion. Yep. I think that's one for the uh, just a sweet allure of cash, especially when one of the uh, the ownership group has a has a slot in the Everest, and that's just what happens. Yeah, but uh, I think the Caulfield Guineas is more a stallion-making race, so um, um, probably, they'll probably go down there to take on Moonga. So it's interesting with the, the form lines. Moonga's been racing against the B division up here, really, mm. um, but he is favoured over uh, the other two at the moment. So be interested to see how he goes against them. I can't have it. <laughs> Next prep, Moanga. But yeah, I, I think, as Mark said, they, they, these two 1,400 metre types plus, they're, they're not just sprinters, they're quality, quality horses. 
Mark Roden, how are you evaluating this race going forward? And is there one of those top line, you know, first three across the line that you would like to follow more than the others? Um, <clears throat> not particularly. I'm, I'm with, the, with the time in this race, they've run a tenth of a second faster than Subpoenas, who's come home almost a second faster the last 400 than them. So that leads me to believe that this isn't absolutely double A grade form or anything. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, it was a totally different pace set up to, to the other 400 meter race, but um, yeah, I, yeah, there's just if they were, you know, super top class, they'd be running a much faster overall time than competed off that pace, in, in my view. That, that's what I think. However, in this year's three old division at a mile, they're going to be. It, it, it's actually setting up to be quite a, quite a, an interesting Caulfield Guineas, I think, um, if not the best of all time. But yeah, I, think, I do take the point about these being more seven furlong mile type horses because I don't think, uh, on my preliminary figures that I've done this morning, that this is anywhere. This isn't rated anywhere near as high as some golden noses in the past, even last year. Okay. Just back to that Moanga point. Um, I'm, I'm just saying that last start, he beat Global Quest, who ran second last in the yeah. Golden Rose on Saturday, and Easy Campisi, who uh, missed the place in the in the gloaming. So. Just, just juggling the form line, it's going to be interesting with Moongo favourite over Ole Kirk and North Pacific at the moment. But um, as I said, Global Quest has run second last there in the Golden yeah. Rose. The, the market is certainly projecting him forward, Moongo. It has to be. Yeah. Big boom. Big boom. Okay. Uh, I'll just touch on that point as well, Mark Roden. That was, uh, there's 0.4 lengths separating the top five performances on the card. So that's... Ole Kirk, Entente, North Pacific, Vegas, Jewel, and subpoenaed. So that does give weight to what you're saying. Typically, yeah. if you saw that very fast tempo, you might see, you know, a figure producer might be another four lengths superior yeah. to, to the rest of those. So it yeah, is. I'm, I'm, I'm big on last 400s rather than 600s in my yeah. ratings. And yeah, I think subpoenaed's run 0.9 faster last 400 than Ole Kirk. Yep. Uh, and virtually the same overall time. So that, that's just a, a little knock for me. Yeah, I guess that was the thing. It was probably the last 200-metre split or so. Ole Kirk and North Pacific just seemed to be peaking a little bit going towards the line. Still clearly better than the rest of the field, but um, that's probably where they lost a little bit. I uh, wonder if that was just also a conditioning run stepping up to the mile. It will be very interesting to see what happens next start. That brings us to the Golden Pendant, race eight over 1,400, group two. Uh, just gone even here, even to the clock to the 600 metres. And subpoenaed, again, just another horse that just settled into a perfect spot. You sort of spoke about the fact that a horse might be able to be put into a better position from the barrier, and that was certainly the case. Uh, Rob Scurry, there was a couple of your favourites or a couple of horses that you lend yourself towards here in this race. Uh, just run us through, firstly, the favourite and then also uh, the top top fancies here in subpoenaed and emeralds as well. Look, uh, on her. Um, she looked, um, walked around really well, I, I thought. And um, she's like what I could describe as these at-top waller, which is a horse that is not the usual waller style, a horse that I, I back. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think I was just going off a little bit of her um, previous start and the figures that she did. And I just thought she'd ping the gates and, and lead and sit outside the leaders. And when she was half a length slow, I knew I was cooked. Um, had Emerald second in my numbers. You know, this is a horse I've been following since since um, when it was first up on the Kenzo and ran a huge race. Um, I thought she was the best horse I saw all winter in terms of the type. And um, she she paraded here with, um, you know, close to top, really relaxed, really well. Um, so you know, just kicking myself that I've done, I've lost on this race when when she's run second at a really good price. Um, 
I think I, I think Sweet Deal looked looked really good again. Um, walked around really really relaxed and well. Um, not a not a scaric of sweat on her. Uh, subpoenaed, you know, I had her in the numbers, but um, you know, I'm just just a bit sick of her. I've, I've, I I can't catch her. Um, you know, she she paraded, you know, like perfect wallet, but she's um, yeah, she's just not one of mine. I think I've I've, I've you know, I was on her that day, chopper rescue, and you know, I, I just I just just can't just just can't. Um, anything anything else you want you want me to mention? Uh, toppy the toppy uh, for gay still looks like it's going to improve. Um, and probably getting penalised for winning that group, week, group one three-year-old filly. Name escapes me, but you know the horse I mean. The, the yeah, one. shout the bar. Shout the bar. Uh, Mark Shan subpoenaed. Obviously, it was a, a decent result for yourself. Uh, I guess it's a case-by-case proposition, this horse. Yeah, well, she wasn't dragged back to last uh, on Saturday. She was a lot closer in the run and, you know, only a couple of lengths off the lead. Hawkeby on her, well, as Rob pointed out, um, just a little bit tardy at the start was a different scenario to the other day and she had to work a bit harder and the extra distance and she started to pull as well so she was a spent force so I thought positive peace was a really good run here um, she'll be much better suited going to even though she hasn't won at a mile but I think she'll be much better suited at the mile at the, in the angst um, where she might get control a lot of these horses probably won't press on a lot of the speed horses in this race won't press on to that mile race so she might be able to get control in that race. I thought she was strong late after missing a run at the top of the straight. And Jen Rules began a little bit worse than she normally has and got too far back here. I thought she was another good run as well. Winner went terrific, though, but uh, got into a great spot. And, you know, that mightn't happen again next start. Mark Roden, what's your assessment of this race and, oh, I guess, a couple of the horses that you will be following going forward? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that I want to label anything that I'll be looking out for. Uh, I'd just like to make, make a general comment um, about the favourite. Both this mm. and it applies to Rothfire a bit as well. It's, you know, the, 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 there's obviously a massive excuse for Rothfire and, and this one didn't have every chance either. But the horses that go to a peak like that first up and then turn up at very short odd second up, you really should be looking around them just as a general rule, I think. Um, I, I did with Emeralds. I missed the winner. I thought it was very well back to winner. I um, got in too short for me. But, uh, yeah, I, I, wanted to be, I wanted to be around... Um, Hawkeye uh, on her and found Emeralds. She ran well at good odds. And um, so th- I'm, I'm half kicking myself about Rothfire too. I really should have this, you know, the way I was taught by Mark Reed back in the day was, you know, these are the sort of horses really got to oppose. Um, and and I didn't do that in the Golden Rose. But um, yeah, look, as I mentioned before about the time, it's I think subpoena has gone to a, a new PB on my figures since we've seen her in this country, which you would expect with the run she got. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll just have to see where they turn up this lot. Uh, I'm continue to be surprised by how well Evelina keeps racing. I didn't think yeah. she was up to this class, but she just uh, she keeps being competitive. So yeah. she she paraded as best I've seen. She was really relaxed on on Saturday, which is not normally her go in the yard. Yeah, and, and she was going to the line with um, the likes of generals and these things that were running on from the back. It was another good effort. Yeah, absolutely. Just on that uh, point about horses at peak first up, is that mm. purely because they? might have that little bit of extra freshness on their side. And if there is a fast run race, they are almost racing with that extra gusto and produce that bigger figure, in which case it's quite difficult to reproduce that in later stages. Yeah, that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I mean, I mean, any peak performance, but especially a first up one, has to do some physical damage. You know, they've, if they've gone to a new level um, or at least equal to their top, they've, it's a taxing testing, you know, 
physical performance they put in, and there just has to be a chance that they don't bounce back from it. Um, yeah. uh, now, obviously, I'm not saying that's why Rothfire's injured himself, but um, you, it, it just you just have to um, you just have to bear that in mind, especially when you're getting into you know 220 and shorter. The, the, the blinding obvious top pick because they've gone so well to start before, but they, they there really can be an opportunity there to bet around them. Okay. Uh, we'll just quickly touch on race nine, Mask Crusader. What are we doing with that horse? Mark Sheehan, I'll go to you first. Well, I was thinking about this uh, in a similar vein to what Mark was talking about. Um, I've done my money on it, but uh, I'm thinking, you know, Rothfire and and, uh, and Hawkbury on her, they've run under 1-9 their last start. Mask Crusader's come off a four wide. Oh, this is all in hindsight. I've done my money on it, but you know, I'm thinking back, these horses have all had hard runs in fast time last start and and as Mark said, they've sort of had the flashing light on them but um, he's raced very flat there and um, very disappointing. So, uh, Bottega was the big run here though, um, certainly the horse to follow. Um, showing a lot more speed than last preparation. Uh, yeah. And uh, he was very unlucky there. Rob, I think you liked him, didn't you? Yeah, I liked him a lot. Um, yeah, and, and once it pinged the gates, I thought I was in, I, I was home. Really, uh, I thought this that, that was going to win. Just thank God it didn't win and have a third versus first protest against me because that would with with Huey knocking me off. That would have just sent me spare. Um, but yeah, what do you look, think about that protest being upheld? Um, protest lotto. Yeah. Didn't seem that bad to me. I'd... So, some po- I saw on um, somewhere that some poor bloke with sports bets cost him fifty thousand. He's had a ten dollar uh, one of these uh, same race multis. He's got Bottega to run top two, and oh. yeah, oh, it's just sick. It's cost him fifty thousand. He's on the bus to Watson's Bay. He's on the three seven. <laughs> anyway, poor bugger. Um, uh, yeah, that that would make you sick. Rob, how did Mask Crusader look? Oh, I sent it out on top. I, yeah. I thought, it, you know, I was, I was scathing on it first up, said it looked pregnant. Um, then second up, I couldn't believe the improvement. Uh, it looked like it held that condition, walked around relaxed. Um, you know, who's to know what the heavy 10 run on first? I don't know. I, look, I, I don't know what's wrong with the horse. Maybe we've all just overrated it, beat a bunch of Wednesday walkers and everyone got excited. Um, but, yeah, Bottega here... Um, yeah, obviously the horse to follow, and um, in hindsight, could have gone out on top. It, it, it's it's a big, big, you know, scopey type, um, rangy horse with um, prayed it really sharp and well. And yeah, anyway, um, yeah, should have won, but thank God it didn't because yeah, third versus first would have killed me. Mark Roden, any excuses for Master Crusader from your point of view? Uh, not nothing, nothing obvious. Um, yeah. yeah, mate, it just flat off that hard run. That's the only. Only thing I can come up with. Uh, yeah. Another one. Um, I thought, yeah, he was too short for me to back, but uh, I, I couldn't see him being beaten. I thought he'd finally got suited in a race, and uh, today was, you know, Saturday was the day he had to stand up, and yeah, flat as a tack at, at yeah. first glance. Yeah. Okay. Now we'll just jump into a couple of horses to follow. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Do you have one or two that you're going to be following going forward? Um, yeah, yeah. I think Positive Peace uh, is is one to follow in a mare's race. Um, and uh, maybe Fabro, if he gets to, to Melbourne over, you know, staying trip 22 or 2,500 metres, it's a couple of weeks off, but uh, he might be one to follow there. And, you know, I've, I've been in love with Nudge this time in. I think she's ticking over quite nicely as well. So uh, they're the main ones, I'd say. Mark Roden, couple to follow for yourself. 
Um, Batiga out of the last, the obvious one. One a, a little bit more out wide. Uh, I'd like to see Yonkers with a senior jockey on. Um, T. Stockdale didn't do anything awful on him on Saturday, but I just think um, what, he'll be fourth up next start. Maybe down in class, maybe with a senior rider on. Um, we'll see him go to his best and get away with the race. Okay. And Rob Scurry, a horse to follow that's not loved up. Uh, on Ton, you know, how I didn't back that. I grabbed myself up, <laughs> sent it out on top. Uh, map issues, I thought. Uh, and for a gay Waterhouse runner, it looks like, didn't look, you know, what do they say, bone and muscle. It's not there yet, so I think it's certainly got another run in it. Um, destination as well. Um, I think that that that's going really well. You know, real line chaser. Uh, uh, that's enough. Okay, very good. Thank you to you all for joining me here. We'll jump on to it next week. It's obviously a busy week ahead, uh, but we'll be joining up on Thursday to preview uh, the Epsom this weekend, isn't it? Super Saturday. Yeah, we've got the baby starting as well. And uh, Epsom, Metro, Clyde Stakes, big meeting. Yeah, first time I've gone out in a couple of years with uh, school halls. You filled in for me last year, Pete, and got a result. Remember it well? (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very keen to get out there and a little bit of bonus mail, Kenzo Wednesday too. I'll be, I'll be out there again. Outstanding. Beautiful. Can't wait until then. Uh, go well guys. Thanks a lot. See you later.